Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host. Here, as always, with my co-host, Donna Lee. Hello. You know, a lot of people don't know what a urologist does. Well, they do if they listen to our show and they're smart. How do you, <laughs> how do you explain what a urologist does? I say a urologist, I had to explain this to my mother. Because, okay. you know, she's an 80-something-year-old Thai lady. Yes. So I said, it's everything in the middle section of your body. Okay. But she still didn't understand. Yes. So I'm not sure you did a great job. No. Well, I said you're the penis vagina area. Yes. Isn't that right? We do a lot of that stuff. Well, urologists <laughs> um, take care of things that I think uh, a lot of you would know about. So mm-hmm. uh, certainly the genitals of men. So testicles, uh, penis, mm-hmm. uh, scrotum. But we also take care of kidneys. Being a kidney surgeon was actually the reason that I was so interested in becoming a urologist. Then there's the reproductive system that includes the seminal vesicles and the vas deferens, the bladder. Uh, so uh, bladder issues like urinary incontinence, urgency, frequency, mm-hmm. prostate issues such as prostate cancer, kidney issues like kidney stones or kidney cancer, and then a variety of fertility issues. That's amazing. I didn't know that until I started with you three years ago. So so we had some, you know, this last month, we've taken care of a, a couple of tragedies, a couple of tragedies, and, and really nothing breaks our heart uh, more in our clinic than um, hearing about children who have died tragically by accident. Uh, this week, we also had a child who was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer mm-hmm. travel from uh, all the way in Dallas to our clinic, all for fertility preservation. Right. So we Stuff are that no parent should have to really absolutely think about. or family member. And mm-hmm. um, uh, in this uh, in this town, I've done probably a dozen posthumous uh, sperm collections. Mm-hmm. So these are uh, wives of of husbands who have uh, certainly discussed their intent to have babies or get pregnant, usually through a tragedy or an accident have died, and then have requested through the courts um, the mm-hmm. ability to extract and, and, and save sperm. There's nothing more heart-wrenching than that phone call. It is a bad phone wife. call because it's always, it's always everybody's bad. panicked and, uh, and, so urgent. and there's certainly many ethical issues that surround it. Fortunately, our governing bodies have put this through the ethics testing, and mm-hmm. uh, a, lot of, a lot of times the spouses end up not using the sperm. We were really challenged uh, in, in an interesting way w- with a situation where the the boy was too young to be directed to masturbate and was just too sick to be able to masturbate. Mm-hmm. So he was unable to give a sample for freezing that way. Mm-hmm. And so what we offer in our clinic, uh, really apparently nowhere else <laughs> outside of Houston um, in this state, is something called electroejaculation. It is something that we use very commonly in diabetic patients who are unable to ejaculate spinal cord injury patients who are unable to ejaculate. And then this third little category, which is children uh, who are unable to ejaculate, but are probably going to undergo chemotherapy or some treatment that will stifle their future fertility. Increasingly, we, because pediatric and childhood cancers have been so successfully treated in so many cases, in so many instances, you want to, you want to plan for the treatment being successful. Fertility preservation is something that is hard to bring up with parents mm-hmm. and kids because they're sick. And you, you know, it's, it's the job of, you know, you as the parent, your oncologist and the people treating your children to bring this up. 
And uh, if you do ever come across uh, somebody who is going through that kind of challenge, it's something that, that we can help with on the boys' side. For, uh, for girls going through treatment, there are similar fertility preservation options available in some cases. And uh, if you have questions about that, we would, we would be happy to answer those questions. The other kind of patient that we see are those couples who lose a child, usually a young child, but the husband's already had a vasectomy. Yeah, we had that recently. Yeah, we've had two recently. And um, That's awesome. there are several options that you have if that does happen. Mm-hmm. We can do a vasectomy reversal or we can do what's called a sperm extraction, which we use with in vitro fertilization. The decision to go through one or the other can be um, uh, difficult because um, IVF can cost a lot of money. But then the urgency to have another child can be really significant um, in your in your heart. Also, depending on uh, the age of uh of the mother, there may only be certain options available. If you are looking to uh, have children after a vasectomy, we encourage you to get a couple of opinions. Some people just just run out there and get a vasectomy reversal, and when it doesn't work, they are surprised. They don't have a plan B when they probably weren't a good vasectomy reversal candidate in the first place. If you're thinking about going and getting you know, a vasectomy reversal in somebody's office while you're awake, uh, but they're not going to do any follow-up or any pre-testing, then mm-hmm. take that as kind of a, a red flag, you know. You should be going to a urologist who cares about men's fertility and men's health and make sure that your hormones are right and make sure you're the right candidate. And uh, I can't emphasize that enough because the fertility journey is hard enough without uh, avoidable disappointment. Right. I mean, we had a patient uh, on the lighter side. A while back, we had a patient send in a question for a vasectomy ver- reversal, but it had been like 40 years. <laughs> He was like in his 70s and oh was still Lord. looking for the right lady. <laughs> and I was like, oh, because I thought he wanted a vasectomy reversal after like a few years. And then when I started inquiring more by email, he was like, I'm a very virile 70-year-old man. And I was like, oh. I love, I love that question. Awesome. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I, would, I would almost do a vasectomy reversal for free. <laughs> It's just to see what happens just in life. See. But, uh, you know, his, um, in, in, his, in his particular case... Um, a vasectomy that's over seven years old mm-hmm. uh, and, or over 15 years old. So those are the two kind of steps that lead hmm. to much lower success rates mm-hmm. in terms of vasectomy reversal not 40. rates. <laughs> but you, ne- you never know. You know, you never know. And, but usually, even in vasectomies that are much older, 20, 25 years old, we can almost always extract sperm. Mm-hmm. Uh, either from the testicle or the epididymis. And so uh, it doesn't matter how long it's been, you should have an evaluation. And um, if you uh, have a desire to be a dad again, then we are here and ready to mm-hmm. uh, help you accomplish those goals. How old is your daddy? 75. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a lot. Uh, we have a really quick, funny little question. Let's go for it. Um, what is your question is, uh, this made me laugh out loud. Dr. Mystery, I take Cialis to enjoy sex with my wife, but I've woken up with an erection on occasion. I was wondering if this is common with ED, erectile dysfunction. The thing about Cialis, well, (laughs) the thing about Cialis (laughs) is that it has a very long effective time range. So, uh, generally speaking, it's going to work for up to 36 hours, depending on whether you're using a daily dose or the uh, uh, on-demand dose. Mm-hmm. And so if you're using an on-demand dose, um, it is going to heighten your regular nighttime erections, which is a normal physiologic thing. So getting erections at night while you're sleeping is something that we consider a sign of health of your erections. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. So if you're taking Cialis and then you get one of these nighttime erections, it's certainly going to make it uh, more robust. Now, that being said, this is probably bothering the caller. 
you know, yeah, over, he over the question yeah, because he wrote it. Because he's not, he's not, he's not happy that he's getting one in the middle of the night. It's Nor probably is his that, wife. It's probably that you know, it's it's it, it's causing him some discomfort. Mm-hmm. So what I would tell you in that case is that um, lowering the dose. If you're taking a twenty, go to ten, uh, and if you're not using a daily dose, uh, consider that. Even a five in some patients will work just fine. Um, and so, and then the uh, the. The, the likelihood of developing a, a bothersome nighttime erection is probably much lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's probably going to be the best the best sort of advice. Mm-hmm. There's also some people who get an erection when they have a full bladder, and so uh, that for that uh, particular question, uh, I would also say that perhaps making sure that your bladder is empty pr- prior to going to bed uh, will also help uh, mm. w- w- when you take the CLS. That's an easy step. And you prefer the daily Cialis, so we've talked about this, over the Viagra because Viagra, you have to have an empty stomach. That's right. right. And you don't hear about that on the commercial. Sildenafil or Viagra works best if you have an empty stomach Mm -hmm. an hour before, which means that if you take it after dinner Mm -hmm. because you're having sex at night, it may not work very well. I'm just so fascinated they don't talk about this on the commercial. Well, it's complicated, you know. Right. And, and, and they need to know because it, it's not working if they're no. eating. <laughs> well, Poor guys. And the Cialis, you have to take four hours before for it to have optimal mm-hmm. effect. And um, the daily Cialis, what it gives you is spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also helps with urinary urgency, frequency, and mm-hmm. uh, your urine flow. And so with all that in mind, you get you get kind of an added benefit of Cialis daily. Uh, and it greatly improves um, uh, spontaneity, and it's cheap. You know, in our clinic, it's mm-hmm. ninety bucks for ninety days. So no, it used um, to be so expensive. It used to be so expensive, oh, and, and that cost issue is, isn't there anymore. So, right. um, you know, if you're interested, if you have ED, if you're interested in a better form of treatment, if the pills aren't working anymore, and you want to know why, or if you really just want to find out why you have ED, mm-hmm. if you've just been told some story like, "Well, it's just blood flow. Here's your pill. Good luck." But you're 35 years old, or even 45 or 55, and you want a deeper answer, mm-hmm. come to us. We're going to uh, help really try to uh, unpeel what's going on with you, and that way we can individualize the treatment for you. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Very good. If well, you have more questions. Donna, how do people get a hold of us? Send us your questions. These are amazing questions, and we're giving you free advice on the radio. Um, armormenshealth at gmail.com. That's armormenshealth at gmail.com. Our phone number is 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday, Dr. Mystery. Yeah, everybody too. (laughs) Bye. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.